0: Hey there, welcome to the first episode of the connect Two podcast, a podcast where two guys who've known each other for a long time are going to explore some ideas and talk about interconnection. My name is Jeff Cullen and I'm here with my good friend, Mark Hughes.
1: I'm Mark Hughes and we're hoping to explore concepts that to focus on positive aspects of covering a wide variety of topics. Okay. Let's get at it.
0: All right, Mark. <laughs> so, uh as you know, we've have a little bit of a a format that we're going to try to stick to, and the first thing, were this not the very first podcast would be a mailbag, and uh this is to just let our uh, those of you who are out there listening know that we're going to be encouraging connection from outside as well. We would like hopefully to have people send you know, some, some comments, some questions, and this will be the part where we will regularly go over a couple of those, make fun of them, kick them around and try to answer some
1: questions. So a really great question will be, how can people reach us?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. So initially it will be through the new website, which you can find at www.connecttopodcast.com as well as .ca. And uh, we will be making sure that there is a mechanism on that for uh, uh, messaging us via email or or some other function. So, yeah. So, again, www.connect2podcast.com.
1: Yeah. So far, all we have is junk mail, but that's okay. Uh, We can talk to the Nigerian prince and see if he has any suggestions on topics for next week.
0: Right. So, if we don't get anything, we will be reading the junk mail. (laughs) 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 okay so we're gonna get into something that we like to call quick hits now which will be just a couple of minutes from each of us you know sharing uh, an observation something new something that maybe we've learned over the last period of time between shows and mark would you like to uh to take it away and start us uh, out on this episode one
1: sure first thing i've learned on on uh on uh in the last week is to make sure that you have separate inputs for hosts when you're doing podcasting. <laughs> uh, also to uh, make sure you're familiar with the software before you start going at it. But I think I got it figured out. I'm happy. I'm good. We're golden. Um, that part uh, was, was the, the first thing. Uh, the second thing um, I have, uh found out that there's uh some pretty brazen people who like to uh to uh, go after um uh, ads for car sales they just they brazenly do the fraud thing that is exactly in the warnings from auto trader um anyway so be careful be careful Be yeah, careful it, where you step
0: it's funny the timing on that because i just sold a car um as same as you've got one listed. Yeah, I, I actually we, got a couple of nasty notes uh, from people who, who made a low ball offer. And then I would uh, got back to them and say like, you know, it's too low. And, and I actually got a couple of sort of snarky responses. So I was kind of, I was very amused by that. It's like, what do I owe you an explanation for why I'm asking the price that I am? Well,
1: you know? that's, so, that's that's very interesting. I've gotten weird questions, like all kinds of questions. so do you, Do you have a a hitch for your bike carrier and i'm going like no i didn't even list that on there i don't carry a bike so what do you tow with it and i'm going like "Uh, um i have a little fiberglass trailer it's also for sale if people are interested but it was uh it was a bit bizarre some of the the back and forth um and everybody wants to get your phone number, which apparently is part of the thing you're supposed to guard for for fraud as well. So.
0: Oh yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I guess it's just a sign of the times, you know, with social media and and, and Twitter, people think that they uh, everything is a platform for their own, um, you know, commentary and 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 judgments. It's yeah. Like, well, well, you you were successful.
1: You sold your your truck already.
0: I I was successful. Yeah, um, and I think we mentioned this. Uh, One platform was really, really not working. And then Kijiji, uh, which we are not, you know, um,
1: uh, sponsored by. We're not sponsored by We're not sponsored by anybody. just a general
0: comment. Uh, But Kijiji was very effective, although there was some oddball um, outreaches. But, you know,
1: that's the way it is. So what did you learn this past week?
0: Well, I don't want to be a downer here, but maybe this is a bit of a PSA. But I learned that you can actually develop high blood pressure pretty quickly uh between a a checkup a couple years ago i just just very recently found out that hereditary high blood pressure which i knew was something in the family um uh has has arisen so it was a bit of a uh it's a bit of a shocker went to my doctor you know for a uh, just a regular checkup had a couple other things in mind blood pressure not on my radar at all and uh as the machine was wildly beeping, it was like, oh, I guess this is what we're going to be talking about today. So, again, um, you know, just as a general comment to people out there, uh, some, nothing to, to be fooling around with. And I felt fine. I would have no indication. So, you know, it's, it's truly what they say about it being um, the, silent the silent killer. So particularly if you're a guy who's in his uh, 50s, 50s you know, you might, you might want to just have that double checked. So,
1: yeah, I went through that too, a few years ago and it was, uh, uh, I was told it was just a genetic thing and it's a switch that turns on and, or rather off. It's your high blood pressure regulation. Right. And, uh, unfortunately it's really relatively easily treated with medication as long as it's caught early. But, uh, and the other thing I learned at that time was that it wasn't high blood pressure doesn't actually kill you it's what it does to your organs that kills you so you uh, so if you have high blood pressure for a short period of time it's not a big deal but if you have it for a long time it can damage some organs and then they start causing you problems so so high blood pressure in and of itself is kind of like a precursor to other things so as long as you deal with it early. Right. You're you're fine. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, that was uh, that was a bit terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was this close to going to emergency.
0: (laughs) Honestly, I was expecting the the prostate exam to be the worst part of my visit. But surprise, (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) it it was not. Hello.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anything else?
0: No, that's that's pretty much captivated (laughs) my (laughs) my attention this last this last short period. Um so there you go. All right. Well, so I think the main part of the podcast is gonna be on a weekly basis, we're going to pick um a topic and and Mark and I have agreed that we will alternate. So one week he will come up with a topic, we'll talk about it for, you know, ten or fifteen minutes, and then the next week I will do. But because this is episode one, we agreed that maybe a little bit of background and introduction on who we are, how we came to decide to do this and a little bit of insight into the relationship might be a good place to start. So, Mark, do you want to maybe just take the lead on that? And
1: sure. So, um, I am um, I'm kind of semi-retired. I've, I've retired kind of early. Um, right now, I'm working as a pro- professional photographer. I've got my own studio and gallery on the south side of Edmonton. And I do mostly uh, pet portraits as well as people portraits. So, families and headshots and that kind of thing um i also have a gallery where i have a whole bunch of my fine art stuff um which is pretty cool and
0: uh, in which we are located right now actually <laughs> exactly. recording this podcast
1: so. and um uh, but before that and for a long time for 30 years i was a uh, an engineer in fact i started my own forensic engineering company in uh, in alberta we became one of the largest in like we actually were the largest in western canada and then in 2017 we ended up merging with a uh, a quebec based firm to form canada's first and by far largest uh, uh, national forensic engineering firm that
0: was it 2017 i can't believe it it's that that long ago it already it was 2017 yeah. and Just
1: it was it was uh, it was a uh, quite the quite the change for me and uh going from being the boss and to having a boss and uh, it was okay uh i enjoyed it it was it was great we accomplished uh, as part of your business training you start doing these things called uh be hags which is a big hairy audacious goal and right. you sort of project out like what would be the best possible outcome 10 years down the road i think we had targeted 2022 to be canada's premier forensic engineering firm and mm-hmm, the yep. one that everyone went to <clears throat> and we had accomplished that by 2019 so rather than 10 years by berg- merging with this other firm and this other firm was a good compliment to us because we were uh, we were just western canada and they were just eastern canada and so there was almost no overlap i think over all the files we had found one where we had both worked on opposite sides of the right. same and it was uh, a file in uh, Nunavut in I, <laughs> So, so yeah, it, it was, it was pretty, uh, it was, it, it was good. So, but I'm glad that I've retired and I've moved on. I'm in a fortunate position that I, I can retire. And, uh, originally I thought working on my own, um, uh, with my own company, I thought I was on the freedom 75 plan. <laughs> and, uh, fortunately yeah. that's changed and I'm in a much better spot. And I'm really grateful I didn't have to try and manage uh, the difficulties of dealing through the pandemic and the way a lot of other firms have had to. That, right, that would be uh, that would be difficult. So, but I'm really enjoying doing the photography. I've got some projects on the go. I'm working on a book that should be coming out in the fall, and um, uh, that I'll have an Indiegogo campaign for that. And we can talk about Indiegogo later, especially once I have a couple of elements in place so i can actually move forward
0: yeah episode two i think we said yeah
1: (laughs) and um yeah that's me so uh, i uh, yeah i i'm a technical guy i like a lot of information i absorb a tremendous amount of information and um so i know lots about very specific things some of them are really odd um but um yeah like ask me about coffee (laughs) (laughs) Which is not really that odd, but uh, I know way too much about it.
0: (laughs) There you go. So, a bit of a polymath, eh?
1: Well, as for me, I. I, Tell us about you.
0: I too uh, started my career as an engineer. In fact, that's, as you know well, um, where we met many, many, many years ago. And so, I worked in engineering for about a dozen years and and moved into management and, and all of that more senior stuff. And then I, I kind of broke ranks and went to business school, got my MBA, and then I started my own management consulting firm. Kind of in 2002, you know, having looked at, at some of the big firms and decided, yeah, no, I'm 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 too stubborn probably to go back to being you know uh, working for somebody. So launched my own firm, and that's been now 20 well coming up on 20 plus years of uh, working predominantly for small businesses, and it's had its ups and downs. I. As you know, I also teach um, in business school, and right now, honestly, after the the pandemic, this is a bit of a uh, bit of a reevaluation phase for the next 15, 20 years or so, trying to figure out, you know, exactly what I wanted the practice, and the something that I'll probably talk more about. But but really, I am also a technical guy, um, like you said, but I think also much more of an artist at heart, which of course you with the photography I think have tapped into that, and so I've always been. Uh, uh, into performance and theater and music, and you know, a musician playing a band. And so I'm really figuring out how to k- meld those two parts of me together um, in a business context. And I, what I really think it comes down to is is the people side of things, you know, uh, which again, is part of why we wanted to do this this podcast and and kind of orient it the way that we have, because I think as we've gotten older, um, yeah the technical stuff's exciting and and you know balancing uh, doing a balance sheet and it's all fundamental, but at the end of the day um it's always the people stuff that that I think really makes a difference so i'm I'm excited about us being able to explore that within the context of you know a whole bunch of things, but I think the people side's gonna continue to be um paramount so
1: okay excellent um I want to
0: maybe just talk a little bit about our history and, and joint history of, you know, how long we've known each other. and.
1: Sure. So uh, we've known each other since uh, the mid-90s. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and uh, we both were working for a firm called A.D. Williams. It's an engineering firm in in Western Canada, and uh, they've changed a lot. I think their name name has now changed. I think they're just Williams Engineering.
0: Yep, Williams Engineering. Had, um, they've had some... Uh, it's been an interesting trajectory you know, for that organization yeah, after we, we left.
1: After we left, there was a lot of changes there. Uh, not all were great. <laughs> um, and that actually had more to do with people. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, that people thing again. Um, but um, yeah, uh, they, they survived. They did well. I'm sure they're doing very well now. But uh, I don't really know very many people there. If, yeah, if, if I've
0: really lost track you know the individuals although i i I know they've been doing some really innovative stuff you know around uh uh, artificial intelligence and uh, the fellow that leads them i think is pretty visionary so yeah it's been good but then i think the interesting thing with respect to you and i is how we we've remained connected even though you went off you know and started your own firm and then i had the opportunity to do some work as a consultant for you over the years and our, our wives have been friends for the same amount of time. And then our, our sons were born. My oldest son and your son were born. Was it two weeks two, two apart? Weeks and, apart yeah. and so they've been good, good friends. Um, and so, yeah, we've been, we've seen a lot of stuff, you know, over the years. And, and, uh, I think it's been, it's been a fun, phenomenal relationship. And I'm really pleased to be doing, you know, this experiment with you. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's awesome. um, is there anything special that you're working on right now? Uh,
0: yeah, well, a couple of things. Uh, redoing my website, trying to figure out maybe some online courses, uh, still trying to get the band uh, together. Uh, you know, um, it's been an interesting time, as for many people with COVID, right? And, yeah. uh, doing it in person, you do it remotely, back and forth. Um, yeah, that's that's, I think I've always got more on the go than I can actually accomplish in any one period of time, which is funny because I, part of what I do with clients is try to teach them to prioritize and be more effective. And then it's like the cobblers with the children with no shoes, right? You're yeah. sometimes you're not as
1: good. The mechanic has got the worst running thing, cars.
0: Right. But you know, you do learn from mistakes and you can impart that wisdom. So, uh, um, but you've got, I know, this book, which has really been captivating a lot of your time. Yeah, uh, it was
1: really. It was supposed to be. Um, I was basically trying to to identify a project um, as a photographer. When you're trying to assemble a, a collection of work, you you need to have kind of a central theme or a, a premise or an abstract that you're trying to work for. So if you've ever been a, an artist trying to put on a show in a gallery you need some sort of commonality or a theme to drive everything together so i had i had uh, done a couple of projects and um thought i'd kind of run them most of their course and needed was looking for another one and right i'd been photographing for this local rescue for about uh, seven years had realized i had photographed about seven or eight hundred animals in that time and was kind of curious as to how they turned out after they'd been adopted. So my photos were used as part of their adoption process. And right. well, you, you adopted one. That's
0: right. In fact, our dog was photographed by you and it was just a puppy and you know, that's been another and awesome relationship. Now he's so. a
1: huge bundle of love.
0: <laughs> yes, that that's right, exactly. And so, fur, <laughs> <laughs> and fur, yeah.
1: And uh, so, so it was just uh, it was uh, it started off as just a kind of a repeat photography thing, but when I floated this by some of the um, uh, well, the families that had. Uh, had uh, adopted they they jumped on it and there was so much excitement and the stories were quite powerful so it's right. kind of grown from being just a, a short little thing to a pretty big project and now uh yeah we're so it, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting
0: so. So, so just so i understand it's it's photos of these pets pre-adoption yeah and then a follow-up of what they are where they are now and, and and Some family and, and input. family photo,
1: mm-hmm. photos of the family as well, as well as a story. There's a bit of a backstory for. We've got a little bit of a story for when they came into care with Gears, and which is the uh, rescue, the Greater Edmonton Animal Rescue Society, and um, and sort of where they've ended up now. So the premise is that the, these are animals that needed to be rescued, and in the end, they rescued their families. Ah,
0: very nice, very nice so
1: yeah. it's uh it uh and the image yeah the images are turning out really good it's it's a lot of work we've almost done all the second photo shoots so uh yeah i think we're almost almost done and then there's just the question of going through the design and the layout sure. and all that
0: yeah these things of that. are always a ton of work uh more than one would expect aren't they um,
1: this reminds me
0: actually again another commonality so i've been toying with writing a book also and I've started doing, my book will be a, a, on sort of the journey uh, from the working titles, boss to CEO. And this idea around it is, you know, what makes small business owners who transcend that that sort of entrepreneurial, I do everything myself, um, uh, I make all the decisions, I have control over everything. But that's obviously limiting because no, no one individual or even, Partnership can really manage beyond a certain size. And so the premise of the book is how do the folks that transcend that, you know, what are the skills that they develop and, and how do they change their thinking? So I've been working on that for about three years now and did about, you know, 10 or 15 interviews and put it aside. So I'm really thinking of, of kind of bringing it back online as, uh, as a project. So I'm thinking your self publishing experience uh, with your book might might come in handy.
1: Well, I've actually, uh, like, yeah, so it's going to be self-published, and uh, at least for now, um, that's the plan. Um, Although I am exploring what might be involved with getting a publisher involved, there is a bit of a relinquishing of control if you get a publisher involved. Sure. But the risk shifts as well. So uh, if a publisher's involved, the risk's on them, whereas if uh, I self-publish, all the risk is on me so uh we'll see um and uh i'm i've I've actually reached out to a guy who had a similar project some time ago um i mean it's different it was more of a photo book um but he started a indiegogo campaign and a kickstarter campaign and uh his book is I, i ordered it i think i should have it in the next couple of days oh cool and um but i reached out to him and you know through his website yeah, yeah, uh, yeah to find out more and to arrange to t- talk to him to see what his experience was what went what went well what went poorly the whole thing and uh, yeah so uh, I'm supposed to be talking to him is it next week I think it's next week so we'll see uh, we'll see how that goes
0: oh interesting you know it's funny you mentioned uh, uh, indieGogo I was exploring uh, crowdsourcing um, publisher option um I won't name the name because they're not a sponsor, but uh, actually it doesn't matter. It's called InkShares, and um, it's kind of similar. They they are a publisher. You go through an uh, initial um, uh, proposal stage. If they like what you've got, then they take it to the next level, and then ultimately they try to pre-sell it, and then if enough people demonstrate interest, they will actually publish your book for you. So again, it's, it's kind of a neat idea. It's that middle ground of... Doing it all yourself versus yeah, I've not heard finding a that. publisher that would be you know looking for you know massive volume of sales. So well, this is
1: this is the thing for me as a photographer. I've you know I've shot weddings, I've shot all kinds of stuff, uh, and I've done photo books for one off. So one gorgeous book for one family, or like three for one family. Those right. are expensive books on incredibly expensive paper with fancy formats and all kinds of crazy binding. But it's a totally different thing when you're trying to do books for like m- bigger consumption, right?
0: Mass consumption. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: So then you yeah. have to. It's kind of like uh, if you've ever renovated a house or anything like that, and you know they say, okay, you can you can have anything you want. So what do you want? <laughs> well, you tell me. What, what do I want? Like what color the light switches yeah. and What are What they can want? I afford is usually the <laughs> That's question, usually right? The well. Yeah even better was uh when i was starting up my uh business a little way back i needed to set up a corporation so so i said like i went to my lawyer and said i need to set up a corporation great how would you like that setup I i have no idea i need i know i need a corporation because i'm going to be you know running this as a business this is not just mark hughes this is this is a business. And um, he said, sure, we can set it up any way you like. How would you like me to set it up? And he said, like, that's not helpful.
0: (laughs) Isn't that your job? Isn't that your job?
1: He said, well, we can set it up any way you want. The sky's the limit. He said, I have no idea. So, I mean, eventually you figure it out, but there's, there's so many choices that you get choice paralysis. You can't make any decisions on anything because you can, there's, it's like a blank piece of paper. And until you start putting stuff on it, it it only takes shape after a while. Yeah. But initially it's just, just blank. Right. <laughs> and um, so it, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. It, it's like <laughs> trying to figure out, oh, so what kind of font are you going to have? What kind of paper is it going to be matte? Is it going to be luster? Is it going to be glossy? What's the format? Is right. It eight and a half by 10 or uh, eight and a half by 11 or 10 by 10 or like all of these incredibly detailed questions that everybody wants to know before you start. How many words are you going to have for each section? I said, I have no idea. Like, um, so I have a better idea now. Well, we've of course, put a lot yeah. of pieces of, of, uh, uh, pencil scratching on the paper. So we've got a bit of an idea. I've got some yeah. of the stories, right? but, um, but initially it was, you know, Everything is priced out based on things you don't have answers for.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm always fascinated, you know, when when I do something new or or talk to people uh, of just how much goes into stuff like that. Like, of course, you know, from our businesses and our experiences back in the engineering days, we know a lot about what's behind building a building or a project. But when you when you look at something like a book, you know, how many of us appreciate that? Yeah, there's all of this thinking and planning and step and and just like you said what font right and to the average person to do it yourself or you'd be like i don't know whatever but you realize people who know what they're doing there's like a there's a logic rationale i find that just absolutely fascinating well yeah
1: so 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 you need a so for a book you need a design so the overarching design on how how it's going to be laid out then you have to have it completely organized and segmented into parts and then you have to have uh and you have to go and ha- do a layout. So, it, I mean, this is kind of—we're jumping ahead, yep. and we're going to talk about. Well, I
0: think it's a project that I'm I'm looking forward to, you know, revisiting as as you keep making progress on it. But, <laughs> uh, and so, likely we'll 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 talk about it again.
1: Absolutely. So, that, I think that's it for for this week for um, for our main topic. Uh, one of the other uh, episodic uh, parts of our podcast is we're going to talk about what media are you consuming or looking forward to consuming. Right. And um, so, uh, Jeff, why don't you start with what uh, what kind of media have you been consuming?
0: Oh, well, a um, couple things. So just, just last night, I finished the first season of a show on um, Amazon Prime called uh, Hunters, uh, which is about uh, uh, Nazi hunters in the 1970s. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Al Pacino is, is sort of stars in it. He's the big name. And uh, yeah, really, really a good one. Kind of uh, serious, but almost in some respects, like a very serious topic, but but almost a little bit of uh, um, funny kind of mirthful stuff tied into it. It's a very strange show, but really, really good. And then in terms of, uh, I think we both share know, love for books and always kind of reading stuff, so I'm, I'm working my way through Ray Dalio's Principles, uh, which is a fascinating book on how he built his billion-dollar investment business, really on this principle of, of full transparency and, and honesty, which is, uh, as a consultant, something that I know is difficult for people to conceptualize. So I'm really enjoying that idea of a meritocracy-based business where you know, people agree to kind of drop the masks and, and, and really be as honest with each other, good or bad. And I'm, I'm thinking about, OK, how, how would you apply that, you know, in a client uh, centered world? So that's going to be an interesting one. But okay. yeah. What about you?
1: Uh, well, I'm consuming two types of media right now. One is I'm trying to consume all kinds of media because I've just purchased a truck. A big truck and a uh, <laughs> and uh, a trunk cabber that's going to sit on it. So there's lots of YouTube videos. It's quite remarkable how many YouTube videos there are on this topic. Clearly, RVers have way too much time on their hands, and I um, have some uh, editing skills. Um, but the other thing is, um, <laughs> the other thing is, uh, you know, we wanted to come up with a name for our RV, so we have. And it's, uh, <laughs> okay. it's called, uh, we're going to name it the Rosinante after the uh, ship in the expanse. And, oh, uh, yes, and, uh, which, which is actually the, it's the donkey that Don Quixote rode when he was going after windmills uh, oh, or the okay. horse. I don't know if it's a horse or a donkey. I can't remember. I thought and he was
0: riding a burro or something.
1: It might be. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, the, the, it's called, it was called uh, Ros- the Rosinante and um and uh, anyway so but in the expanse which is an incredible uh tv series currently now i think it's on amazon prime and they have one more season coming up uh although it hasn't dropped yet um my wife and i really think it's the best sci-fi out there by a huge margin and um anyway so we called we're calling our rv the rossi nice and um i actually got stickers for it so they're on their way should be there should be home in uh, in the next few days and um so uh, the second piece is that actually i've been reading the book series uh for the expanse. Oh, okay okay uh, i originally uh, when i first started watching the expanse i i read the book and they tracked incredible uh, right. incredibly well and I really enjoyed that. Um, and I kind of let it go and just watched the, 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 the TV show. But uh, uh, I'm just starting to read it. Because there's, there's quite a bit of... There's a departures and differences sure. between some of the sure. characters. So. Now,
0: so I can't remember. Somebody actually told me that started as a like a treatment for a video game concept. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was going to be uh, like a Mass Effect kind of multi-planet. I guess it never went anywhere, and then they, they. I think it's two authors, isn't
1: it? It's two authors, yeah. and I think uh, they go under a single pseudonym, and they actually are the screenwriters for the TV right. show.
0: So apparently, the, the the game then turned into the books because the game wasn't going, you know, going to go anywhere, and then obviously you're the second person now who's recommended the show. It's and by so, far,
1: by far yeah. the best. Sci-fi. So I'm on
0: episode four, and. Uh, really starting to get into it so it's good stuff absolutely. yeah it
1: gets uh you, you kind of get to the end of the first season and you go like oh well they got nowhere to go with that and then the next season goes and that that always to me is a sign of a really good really good um uh, tv series when they can have really interesting and dynamic and crazy plots yeah absolutely. that seem to wrap up at the end of a season and then and then the next season makes perfect sense as well.
0: <laughs> well, well, we will try to do no spoilers uh, no, no. in
1: our discussions.
0: Okay, well, so I think that pretty much is going to wrap up uh, the main part of our uh, inaugural episode here. Um, do you have anything else you want to just uh, nope. uh, mention before I credit our, our musical creator and uh, we do our our outro. Let's do that. All right. So the original music is by Cosenza Music, uh, a good friend of mine here in Edmonton, who is a composer, a recorder and, um, you know, fabulous musician. So he was kind enough to create that uh, or to, to allow us to use that original music. And I think that pretty much wraps it up. Other than we will be talking about—is it IndieGoGo for episode two? I think uh, some of you talked uh, a lot
1: about it today. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) right, but you were going to give us some some specifics about the different platforms. Yeah, uh,
1: I will do that next week.
0: That's right. Okay, so episode two will be Mark's uh, main topic. And uh, thanks for joining us on our first episode. And we look forward to uh, connecting with each other, I think, and uh, with all you guys out there
1: as well. Yeah, as we try to connect To Take care. Bye. Yep. Take care.